This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. By the way, it's a ladies' edition of the program today. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, whatever it is that you might be dealing with, we'll do the best that we can to answer. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. Remember, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. You just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340-9585. Well, you know it's the date day edition. It means Paul is in the studio. But as they just got back from our pastor's wives retreat, she rounded up a couple of the pastor's wives on short notice and asked them to come in so they could share their hearts as well. Now, we will be taking phone calls and answering questions. Uh, you might have some questions for the ladies. Uh, we'll be happy to do that. But in the meantime, we're going to talk a little bit about your pastor's wives retreat and what happened? So, mm-hmm. Paula, it's your show. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I want to thank everyone who prayed for us as we went away because um, we already are united in Christ. But last year, uh, we went from, well, nine pastors' wives, and then one moved away, and then we added up uh, two more. And every time, you know, we, we add someone, we're like, oh man, hope they don't mess it up. <laughs> We're so unified in that it, it, it never happens. We've been such a close-knit group, and it just continues to do so. But I do believe it's because we have um, taken, I, don't, I think this is our fourth year, maybe our fifth year, of just us, the Calvary Chapel of San Antonio pastor's wives, getting away together. Uh, we each take a turn doing a devotion. Uh, let me let me back up because the very first day we leave from here. Why don't you first introduce your guest? Should I do that? Yes. All righty. My first guest. Why don't you just introduce yourself? Okay. My oh. beauties. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jocelyn Macasadia. I am um, Elaine, Pastor Elaine, the worship pastor of our church. I'm his. I'm his wife, and I get to come every year and I'm so blessed and I always come back saying thank you to my husband Mm -hmm. and for his calling Mm -hmm. 
And I am Natasha Shank, and I'm the wife of um, Pastor Will Shank, of course. Um, he is the principal of the school, and um, yes, um, it's a very high calling that we have, and we are so privileged to be in, in this position, mm-hmm. um, serving the Lord. Yes. Okay, we, we both of you, how long have you been at Calvary Chapel? Uh, 20 years. This will be our 14th year in November. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it, it just... It doesn't even seem possible that you guys have been here that long and that we've been here that long. Time just flies so quickly. Anyway, so let me get back to um, where I was. So we have these 10 pastor's wives. We are all so different. You know, looking at even the, the variety of people that we have, Natasha, Pastor Will's wife, is we call her the nice girl. So if we go somewhere and, and things might be a little bit difficult, you know, we might have be a little bit uh, like, ooh, Natasha, you ask her because they like you. You're the, you're the nice one. So if we, if we want a special favor. We always push <laughs> Natasha up front. I have decided and made it an official proclamation mm-hmm. that Natasha is officially the world's nicest person. Yeah, it's true. You are anointed of the Lord, Pastor Ron. It is true. And so, and then with Jocelyn, it depends on where we are. Like when we went to Hawaii, we put Jocelyn out there because she could speak the language and, and you know, she's kind of, you know, they, people know her. She more local. She looks more local. I'm, yes. yes. I'm more local. You're I more, look, appear mm-hmm. to be local. Yeah. <laughs> she could get all the deals, you know, and they never, nobody offered me one single deal. So I would just give Joss the money. Go on, Jossie. But yeah, so we have—we're a real family. We are really families. You know that song. We are family. We are really family. We know more about each other than we should. <laughs> Especially during that time, we are very up and close and personal. I mean, we share two rooms among. We divide the two rooms among the ten of us, and mm-hmm. so we get really, really close. And I think the the beautiful thing about it is in ministry, we all have our roles, mm-hmm. you know, to serve alongside our husbands. And so, you know, f- frankly, we don't get a chance to really, you know, sit and talk with each other. Even at our own women's retreat, mm-hmm. we are there to serve the ladies of our church mm-hmm. and the guests. And so, honestly, this is a retreat that I look forward to every every single year. Mm-hmm. And I know as I've gotten older, I guess, <laughs> um, I have learned that rest is important. Mm-hmm. You know, resting and not doing too much. And, you know, we're only 45 minutes away from home. And, you know, there are things like we'd like to do, like maybe um, window shop and whatnot. But this year in particular, I think we all, as I was watching everybody and just, you know, when we had our free time, what do you want to do? It was like, let's just let's just stay in and and and, and chill. And mm-hmm. and um, um, I, I, I love just the fact that we, you know, have the time with each other and just see what's going on in everyone's lives and how's the Lord been speaking to you. So mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I looked forward to it and, and I already miss my my sisters. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. We love coming home to our husbands. Don't don't, don't mistake that. But. These few days, just the 10 of us together is so special. It's like one of my favorite times of the year. And um, I'm so grateful to the Lord 
for having brought you girls. You know, j- just with the dynamics of normal church, people have a tendency to think, oh, you guys are, you know, you're always hanging out with each other. And we're just not. We no. just don't get that Mm-mm. opportunity. Yes. Mm-mm. Yes. So. In fact, I live uh, 300 steps away from, from uh, May, Pastor Ken's wife, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, like one street, Main Street over to Na- Natasha and Honesty. And then we, around the corner from Lachelle. And around the corner from Lachelle, mm-hmm. I could see her, the, fr- the front of her house. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't ever get to sit and talk with them. Mm-hmm. So I, it, I just love it. And then, of course, I'm still like, am I really here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, for a long time, uh, I used to say, you know, um, I was by default. I was by default. I know. But now it's like. Lord, thank you. Well, Jocelyn, give, give us a short version. Um, um, you, you were going through a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> just go, just prior to leaving yes. for the for the Pastor's Wise Retreat. Um, uh, two weeks in the Philippines. and uh, g- Give us a short version of what, what you were doing there. Without crying, that might be hard. With, well, <laughs> okay. Well, I, my husband... See, you crying makes it the long version. <laughs> well, um, my husband, Elaine and I... Um, just recently came back from a trip to the Philippines and this was a trip that we've been praying for for many many years and now just seeing in hindsight that you know the years of of not being able to go there was just the Lord's preparation uh, honestly for my heart um, just to just to have that desire and now come to fruition. I've been just overwhelmed over and over again that how how, um, God would know the desire of my heart and beyond, but really just um, give me a love even more so for the people of the Philippines. Um, And I... When we were there, we are, were actually there for two reasons. One for ministry. Uh, Elena and I ministered to the uh, found uh, the Bible College in Dumaguete, which is another island uh, from the the Big Island, and uh, we got to fellowship with like-minded brothers and sisters in Christ that are absolutely in love with the Lord. And um, and then and then we went to Manila after that, and uh, I. I got to share Jesus with um, the secular music world and beyond, and it's just really been amazing. I'm still, I'm still wrapping my mind o- over all that's happened um, because, again, the Lord did something just truly just amazing, and I know it was God because there was no way possible it would have been we would have been able to do the things that we did over there. So um, with with a grateful heart, I came already with just a a sense of like even more awe for my God. Um, And so I got to share a little bit with uh, the pastor's wives a little bit more about what God has done. And so, yeah. So so you need to rest physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm trying to catch up with a a time zone that is appropriate. So we're we're still praying about that. It's a long time. Natasha, what, what what was your heart going into this? Well, every year I, I just love it because um, it is so intimate. Like Jesus is in the center of us in our little circle that we have. And he's there and he's just listening and just loving on us and pouring on us. And we get to pour and love on each other. And something you said last night, I wrote it down. You actually said in, when you were going over Isaiah 54, um, exactly um, what you are you're exactly what you are created to do and you know you just burst out into a song mm-hmm. you know about the barren woman right mm-hmm. and then um, 
And then we will be taught by the Lord. Sit down on the floor. Jesus is teaching. And I just got that beautiful picture. I was like, that's what we were doing. And it was just so beautiful. And I, I it's just, it's just so sweet. And like um, Jocelyn was saying, like, we weren't like in a hurry to go do things. We were just there. We were just, we were being with Jesus. That's exactly what we were doing. And it was restful. It was needful. And I was thinking too, I was like, maybe we are just getting a little bit older <laughs> and wiser. Yes. Because yes, we don't ever, I mean, we've also uh, learned even from Mama Paula that, you know, when we come back from a retreat we need to act like we came from a retreat and not be exhausted Mm -hmm. from a retreat so yeah yes (laughs) Uh, when we first leave from here early that Monday morning um, the first thing we do is we get a massage you know we get to get there (laughs) and we get the cut rate price price because we're going at what they call volume the happy hour of that too, but we are the first ones who open up their store at 9.30. Um, and for the whole weekend, I really want to thank not only the Lord and not only you, uh, Ron, and our husbands for letting us go, but for the congregation, because um, just like everything here, this is a very generous body, and we're only able to go and do these kind of things because mm-hmm. of our church. Yes. Um, and thank so... You. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, uh, Pastor Ron. Thank you, all of our husbands. But thank you, Calvary Chapel San Antonio, because it really is um, because of you that we're able to do these things. And and our prayer is when we come back as the pastor's wives, you know, we're praying not only that we're refreshed, but that we are more refreshed and ready to minister to you yes. um, than we were even before, which is a renewed... Um, sense of gratitude um, for this calling as Natasha said this high calling this privilege um, and as we pray here for the lost the hurting the hungry the broken the needy and the confused we were those people at one time and now that um, not that we've got it all together or anything like that and Pastor Ron always says you don't need to say that but um, we understand you we understand uh why you hurt sometimes we may not know it all but we know that people are the way they are for a reason and we want to help um to know you better to get to that reason and take you by the hand and say but you can leave all of that behind uh why don't you sit here with jesus and let him tell you just how precious and valuable you are so that is really for for us it's a bargain Um, you know, sending 10 women to the Pastor's Wives Conference in California got really expensive with the airfare and everything else. And when things started to change a little bit over there, um, you came to me with the idea, how about if we just try it once? And and we've been doing it ever since. So we, the, the, the body here, we saved a lot of money mm-hmm. by keeping you here in town. Yeah, and we were thinking, um, even with that, Pastor Ron, that we would be missing you know, all of that, all of the teachings from uh, women who have been around much longer than we have. Um, and so for a, maybe a year or two, I was thinking, oh, man, what are we missing, you know, to glean from uh, older women and people who've been around Calvary Chapel, Calvary Chapel, not just San Antonio, but Calvary Chapel for a long time. You know, are we missing out? And um, I, I really don't feel like we are. I think sitting with Jesus, and each one of us, the ten of us, we take turns doing a devotion. And this year we did 20-minute devotion and then conversation. And man, 
that is the sweetest. That is the sweetest. What do you think about that, Natasha? It is the sweetest. <laughs> it is. Um, it's building up. It's building up each other. It's building up um, our ministries, what, who, what ministries we represent, and it's building our Jesus up. Mm-hmm. It's just reaffirming and reassuring that we are exactly where we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. and um, our minds are more set on heaven, and that verse was read over and over again with a lot of the devotions that were shared. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a refocus. It's a refocus in um, gaining strength serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. What would the three of you say to, you know, r- retreats are funny things. People, some of them just love them. They're social people and they like being around other people. And um, and others just, no, I don't want to share my secrets. I don't want to get that intimate with people. Um, wh- what would you say to the ladies in our audience who are maybe reluctant or haven't yet taken the opportunity to really go spend some time with Jesus and, and be with like-minded sisters in the Lord, uh, but they just haven't quite crossed that comfort line and unable to do it. What I would say is, uh, what do you have to lose but give Jesus a chance because you're only missing out on hearing from the Lord and even gleaning from your sisters. I remember I when I first became saved and uh, at our church, you know, at church, there was a, a, a retreat that my husband went to, and he never went to a retreat. And when he came back, he came back a different person. He came back so on fire for the Lord. And I got really, really jealous. And I was like, well, if, you know, if that's happening to him, I want the same thing too. So, I mean, there's just something about a retreat where you get away from the, the, the noise and the busyness and you unplug and you just sit at the Lord's feet and you glean from one another. Um, the neat thing about our retreat is, you know, we all take turns with our devotions and we don't have any idea what each one's going to share. Mm-hmm. We have a theme, this year's theme was 2 Corinthians 5.17, New Creation. But what was awesome was that there was like this continuing line or theme that God wanted to share with each and every one of mm-hmm. us. And it and and that was like, you know what? We're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. We're all, you know, we're all hearing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, we had a, someone from the church body um, presented us with letters, 10 individual letters. And they were random letters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after each lady shared, we all read it out loud. And it was... I know for me, there were certain things that only the Lord knew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. He met me. Yeah. It's yeah. just sort of like Jesus saying, see, I told you I'd be here. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. What about you, Natasha? Well, um, you're getting together with other women and going away deepens not only your relationship with the Lord, but with one another, um, getting to know um, your your sisters better um um, i'm thinking about our women's retreat um we we get to um not only serve them there but we get to encourage them hey i you know like if they have somebody in common with someone i have this friend over here she does that exact same thing here and then just get like like jocelyn was saying plugged um or unplugged from the world but get plugged into each other um I forgot what else I was going to say. 
that's okay. Uh, you know, retreat, sometimes people don't want to go, you know, they're so afraid to leave their family, what's going to happen? Um, Am, am I going to be too vulnerable? Am I going to be more exposed? They don't need to be up in my business kind of <laughs> stuff. And um, we've had women over the years not go for 10, 12 years, but then they finally go and see really what it's all about. And then they have the nerve to say something like this. When do we have the next one? <laughs> Can't we have one of these once a month? You know, kind of thing. But that's what it takes is just go. You have no idea what you miss out whenever you say no. Your kids will be fine. Your husband will be fine. The house will still be there. Even if, it's, you know, you got dishes in the sink, it's okay. Mm -hmm. as, as I think was Michi kept saying, nobody would die, <laughs> you know. Um, but when, when Michelle taught, she said that need to relax, which is what we needed, there was so much going on, and um, as our pastor tells us, we're really not born or created to carry the amount of burdens that sometimes we have. Um, you know, we can't fix anybody. We can't heal them of their diseases, but we do pray for them. We are in their lives, but uh, Michelle was saying the need to relax does not mean you're lazy. You're human. Even Jesus took a nap, you know? Yes. And for us to go and take naps and be okay with that is Lachelle's word, freedom. And just to come away, you know, from your house. The laundry might pile up, you know, the dishes might pile up. It's okay. You can do that later. But to get away and sit at Jesus' feet is the most needful thing and you know even at home when you sometimes when you're trying to read the bible because we always have our phones and we're all kind of getting addicted to them um there's always a, a just an interruption but when you get away and you I, I would leave my phone in the bedroom at at our retreat and just it would be off so I could not be interrupted. I would call Ron in the morning, you know, not to get you out of the way, baby, but the rest of the day was kind of busy. <laughs> not <laughs> um, to get me out of the way. Not to get you out. Let me just get that chair out of the way, and then we can move on with, with the rest of the day. But I just wanted to not be interrupted. And as you, you guys, you girls would do your devotions, I'm listening for the Lord to say, I'm talking to you. And then in the conversations, oh my goodness, the conversations were incredible because that's when the Lord was encouraging each of us. And you could say, Jocelyn could say, yes, this is what he was saying to me. And, and you know, every one of the devotions were unbelievable. And we will be sharing for the next two Monday nights um, at the women's ministry, and they will be live streamed. So, uh, Bible study. You know, one of the things that I, I, I just observing, watching, people have such a hard time unplugging. Uh, we're so policy connected to our phones, and, and that means we're connected to this onslaught of information. We're connected, some of us, to social media. And um, it, it's so difficult to unplug because it becomes a habit. We, we're not aware of how the enemy is using that. Mm -hmm. and, and I think those times when we are forced to get away, you know, it used to be, now we are at a different retreat center, but uh, our old retreat center had no service for our phones. And so it was really a great retreat because there were no interruptions. Uh, but but even when when we're so connected to our phones and to information and to being in touch with people, 
um, it, it sort of deadens us spiritually to, to the awareness that Jesus is there. And mm-hmm. Natasha, when you said, um, it felt like when I said that last night, that we will be taught by the Lord, not about the Lord, mm-hmm. we'll be taught by Why? the Lord in, in the millennium. And I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. But, but really, the only thing that changes, if we'll disconnect and take the time, the only thing that changes is that Jesus is not with us physically like he will be then. But he's still teaching us if we'll let him take a seat in the middle and sort of have his way in our hearts. And uh, maybe on the other side of the break, um, we can talk a little bit about what you guys do to unconnect, disconnect from from uh, from your cell phones and from all of the distractions. So as the Lord leads, you know, we'll 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 sort of do that. Let me let me say something in in, to, in regard to that as we end this, so that people maybe can listen and be thinking about this. Um, during the break, uh, Michi also in her teaching, and she's the baby of us all, but this girl has some serious insight. She says, be present over being popular. Look up from your phone. And then she confessed. She says, I missed so many memories in my 20s because of my phone. She said, smart mo- phones have made us dumb people. <laughs> Unplug and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I like that she's missed so much. She missed so many memories. So because that's the baby of her. Yeah. And that's the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good thing to be able to say because if we, as the more mature ones, think, "Who is she? What she got to say to us?" Then we're out of line. That's pride. Yeah. Well, we've got 30 minutes left in the program. We'd love your live calls. Any questions you have for the ladies or Bible questions, we'll do whatever is on your heart. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the date day edition of the Word to Send Them for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. We have 30 minutes left on this date day edition of the show. We would love any questions or live calls. Uh, before we went on the break, I said I wanted to talk to all of you about, about connection to your phones and social media. Um, share how you um, sort of juggle the electronics and and don't um, are, aren't controlled by it. Well, this is me, Tosh. Um, I I'm like a different person. I don't really like my phone <laughs> to begin with. It's so funny. I'm always asking my kids, "How do you do this? How do you do that?" Mm-hmm. So um, I really think it's a distraction, but. Um, but when I, um, I, I work during the day, and so I don't really have it near me as much, but then when I get a break, I look, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but with uh, what I do, I'm kind of like an old soul person, too. I love hymns. And so I put on worship music. And um, when the kids are and the, the family's away from the house, what I love to do, this is going to sound weird, but I love to just... If everybody's gone, I'm like, okay, Lord, this is peace and quiet. And I'll put on some hymns 
using my phone because mm-hmm. I have Pandora, and um, and I'll just start cleaning up and just being with him. Mm-hmm. I, just just a sense of that he is there with me, and just that decompressing time. It's like a like a washing, mm-hmm. and then when my family comes home, I'm better for it, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been with Jesus. Other than you know praying and, and reading my Bible every day, so. Okay, Josh. Now you have to have a connection to social media because of your your singing career. So um, how, how do you not let it control you? I do because of the line of work that I do. I I am required to have social media. But Pastor Ron, I don't have access to social media, and I told my team why. It's because I'd rather spend my time being with, in the Word and with the Lord than having it. So, I actually have a team that that looks at, that takes care of my social media. Even my husband, and even at that, um, Elaine um, will limit you know give, limit his his uh, time on social media because it can be distracting. Um, but for me, in my household, it's always very lively. It's very, the volume is always high, unless everyone's asleep. And so... <laughs> that's, that's one of the cursings of having great voices. <laughs> they big, dynamic voices, so it's loud. Yes. Um, so during the summertime, I really have to, when the kids are at home, um, I really have to make sure that my first morning belongs to the Lord, and then throughout the day. But I always look forward to the kids going back to school because that's when I get to really, really just spend time with my Lord. And mm-hmm. everything is off, phone is off, my Bible in hand and my journal, and, and just pray, 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 and read and mm-hmm. ask God. Now, Paul, obviously you're not on social media, <laughs> but um, your phone never stops. It seems like that maybe to you, but um, what happens for me is uh, a few years back you said, uh, babe, no phone in the bedroom because around the world it's different times. And we have several people um, that go to other countries now from our church and sometimes they don't remember what time it is. And so <laughs> I get the ding, you know, and they're like, oh, no, I forgot. I'm in Germany. You're in, what time is it there, you know? Um, and so having put my phone in the living room and on buzzer, um, I don't get that anymore. And it has made it much easier for me not to um, be distracted by my phone. Also, in listening to all the teaching and um, and reading my word, I can't fix all those people. Mm-hmm. And again, once again, the burdens that some want to put on you, they want me to tell them what to do, and that's not my job. And so um, not having my phone, and my phone's almost always off um, on, on buzzer, so I'm not disturbed at church, of course, but it's almost always on buzzer so I can stay focused on the Lord as I walk throughout the day and then I'll check it. You know, you you just gave me a really great picture. I think um, a lot of people use their phones sort of like an emergency room in a hospital. I hurt. I want to be fixed. And and they're just sort of throwing out whatever the problem is uh, because they really want attention for it. 
And I, I think one of the important things that we all need to remember is we can't fix anybody. We don't have any power. We're not, we're not doctors, and uh, all we can do is point them to the doctor, the great physician, Jesus. And um, um, I think if we remember that, we save ourselves a lot of unnecessary uh, conversation and consequences mm-hmm. from those mm-hmm. conversations. What, what we were told even in our one of our devotions and the discussion afterwards was um, we ourselves need to go to the throne before we go to the phone. <laughs> and then those who call us, um, and we love everybody. We want to help. That's why we are called um, to help out. But the best help that we could give another person is what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Go to the throne yourself before you come to the phone. I'm not God. We're not God. We are here to teach you the word. We're here to encourage you to follow Jesus, but we can't fix it. Okay. Let me ask you, ladies. You, you've got uh, children. Would you, would you explain your children's ages and then sort of the rules that you've had at your home regarding social media for the kids? One of the biggest issues that we deal with is, is kids who are getting really, really messed up by exposure to social media and I have said over and over and over and nobody listens but but these teenagers their brains aren't developed enough their personalities their character not developed enough to deal with the pressures that come from social media so what have you done with your kids what are the ages of your kids when did you start first time um, my ages of my children are 28 24 19 and 17 and so, um, well, they did not get a phone until their senior year in high school. Uh, and then after that, they were able to um, have a social media account, but they were under our roof, so we were able to guide them through that. Um, Michaela, who's the youngest one, she still does not have a phone, and she's a senior. Um, she has an iPod to text, but that is it. Um, and she just recent, recently got a social media account for her um, artwork that she's displaying to use that as um, a leap um, for her um, work in the future. So there's, there's um, tools we can teach them and guide them with um, on how to use them. But um, I think having a phone when they're really young is not, a wise decision because that they will be addicted to it but maybe as they go and grow older and talk to them and explain to them this is why you know we're protecting you from the people that come through you know the social media accounts and um, this is um, how you should not be addicted to your phone so we're teaching them we're coaching them as they're growing up in their high school years and then we hand it to them, and they're still under a roof, and we go, okay, see, let's see if you can apply what we have been coaching you with. You know, um, um, in counseling and other other venues uh, all the time, when I tell parents, uh, you know, they'll come, my son has found pornography, or my daughter's involved in a, in a relationship with somebody online, and I know it's not, not safe. Uh, I'll say, well, well, take away their phone. Just, just don't let them have it. Remember that you're the one in charge. And they, they look at me like I'm crazy. Well, you can't take phones away from these kids. How did you deal with, uh, you've got a senior in high school now who doesn't have a phone. Um, now I know her, so I know there's no like knockdown, drag out battle. But has she expressed a desire to have a phone? Or has she expressed the sentiment that it's not fair that everybody has a phone, but she didn't have a phone? Or does she just understand this the way it is? I think because she's the last child, she understands 
that this is the way it is. <laughs> but yeah, she'll 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 say, you know, hey, my um, all the senior class they're communicating and I can't communicate, you know. But then they do the WhatsApp, you know, you can do that with an iPod with a group. Um, but yeah, she's asking for one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Josh, what about you, your kids? I ha- we have a 20-year-old, a 14-year-old, 12-year-old, yesterday. Yesterday. Yes, as of yesterday, yeah. and a 9-year-old. Um, none of my children have social media except for one as of recently, which is Matthew, who's a 20-year-old. Um, and for us in our home, we just don't see a need for social media because the people they need to talk to, they can call. Um, As far as the rules in our home, their phones always have to be um, in the living room or the family room, um, and they're not allowed on the dinner table so that we can communicate. Um, And uh, the two younger boys, they have a a shared uh, phone, which they can text us only. Um, in case we aren't home with them or they need something. But that's very rare. They always lose their phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, and then my daughter, uh, she has a phone, but again, she knows the rules. It's always to be with in, uh, in the living room. And they tur- all of them turn in their phones at night, so we have them. They're never allowed to have it in their rooms at all mm-hmm. under no circumstance. And, and we tell them it's only to protect you. And it's also so that they can focus on their walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, with my daughter uh, being the only girl, you know, there's a lot of peer pressure. And so what we've been sharing with her is that it's important for her to know her value in the Lord rather than being consumed by what social media see, um, sees as beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why we don't have social media Matthew actually just started having social media so that he can correspond with relatives, not necessarily from here, but from all over. And, and he's a junior in college. He's you know? a junior in yeah, college. So but even at that, he was very, very hesitant. And, you know, we said, you know, whatever, you know, the Lord knows your heart. Um, and he's 20 years old and he still has to turn in his phone. Um, and we're okay with that. He lives under our roof. We pay, I mean, we pay for the phone. Mm-hmm. So guess what? It's still Lars. Yeah, and see, no rebellion because he has no other expectations. <laughs> no, no. And he's and he really he's OK with it. And um, and sometimes when we see the kids bickering, sometimes it's like, OK, maybe you're too much on your phone. So let me take that away from you. And when you can, you know, when you are a lot nicer to your siblings, you know, then we'll give you your phone. But uh, I, and for us, I never, ever thought I'd raise my children like this but i'm so thankful for god's word and for his you know just for his wisdom in that and it just makes a better a better um upbringing Mm -hmm. and um when we go home to or when we go to the bay area my family is always like why doesn't why don't you guys have social media and yada yada it's like because we don't need to if you want to know what's going on with me call me so i mean and that's that's just how we that's how our family dynamic is in yeah. And your kids haven't threatened to run away from home? and <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. They love being home. Yeah, that's, See, I, I think that's the whole thing. There, there's a community that needs to be developed in the home as well. 
And I think we forget that. Um, you know, we live in a time where teenage kids can go in their room and they got a sign on the door that says, keep out. And, and, and you know, that's just insanity. And the, 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 I understand the way the world is, but what really, really troubles my heart is that it's even that way in Christian homes. And um, we're just giving the enemy an opportunity. You know, your kids have never been bullied online. Uh, on social media, uh, they've never um, sent naked pictures of themselves to other kids and those kind of things. And, and uh, you know, there, there's a lot to be said for maintaining their naivety. You know, the Song of Songs says, do not awaken mm-hmm. desire until it's time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we've done in our world is that we've allowed a bunch of kids that aren't prepared for that desire to be awakened to awaken it. And they can't deal with it. And their brains are still mush. Mm-hmm. They don't know who they are. With, and so they're, they're particularly susceptible to all of the, the information that's available out there, whether it's pornography or all of the, the world's um, um, persuasion that um, sex or gender is fluid. And, you know, this is just the way it is. This is the 21st century. Um, I think it's good and healthy to be a little bit backwards in that area. I totally agree. And uh, as parents, you know, uh, I'm old. And so back in the day when we would go out to breakfast, it was people not talking to each other then reading the newspapers. That was sad to me. And then then when the phones came, that made things even worse. And so now people don't talk to each other hardly at all. So it's a, it's one of those things where, no, I'm resolving to stay in contact um, with each other. I love the fact that pretty much every night that I've ever been with you when we're away from home, you and Elaine still having a, a conversation before you go to bed. It's just one of those things that no matter what time it is, I can't go to bed without talking to my husband. I love the fact that you guys really spend time talking to one another. But we understand that we try to keep it short because of he knows that I'm spending time with the Lord. But, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to know that I'm okay. I'm mm-hmm. being fed. You know, God's speaking mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm good, honey. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Are the kids okay? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's really sweet. Okay, Paul, where do you want to, where do you want to go next? Um, you know what? I was thinking about these letters and how um, really sweet they were. And I, want to do, I do want to thank, it was Misty Slagle uh, and her team just amazing and I love the fact that all the different ministries that we have at Calvary Chapel San Antonio the people take those ministries very seriously and I I would have never I would have never she said we have some cards you know but the depth of these cards you could tell that the people really took time to pray over them Uh, we had directed prayer after communion on Wednesday we came back Wednesday and so um, you know after after we spent time with Jesus and with each other we wanted to really kind of cement that so we had communion and then directed prayer and we're all in different ministries and Ron you should have heard the prayers for each ministry and we could hear the heart of the ladies the hearts that they have for the ministries and when we were all finished uh, May Pastor Ken's wife says man the leadership group we should get together and just pray did you hear us pray we were really praying you know <laughs> i was like okay okay man let's do that you know but um to we truly believe in the power of prayer and um 
you know, we, we, maybe we didn't write down those prayers per se, but we are looking for the spectacular this year, Pastor Ron, because we know God heard our prayers. And so um, just get a group of people together and begin praying for one another. I, it will knit your hearts together like, like you say. Um, and last night what you said, and I said this again today, pray for those people you don't even want to pray for, (laughs) that they would not remain enemies of God. And so I think our our pastor's wives are going to get together a a little more often um, just for prayer. I thought that was an amazing thing we did. Praying, when I said that last night, it was sad. The context was Isaiah 54. (laughs) When when, um, we're praying... Uh, for people that we don't want to pray for, um, that's God's instruction for us to ground us, uh, to to make sure there's nothing that's going to stumble us. And I think sometimes we, well, I don't want to pray for them, or you know, they did this or they did that, and and it's so easy for us to be stumbled, and our prayers then are hindered. And God says, no, pray for them. Let me change your heart toward them, and and, and He wants to do that to to free us so that we can we can hear from the Lord. Um, you have anything else you want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as we were finishing our, you know, our, our devotions and kind of thinking about what are those, what are those words as we went around the room? It, masterpiece, we're God's masterpiece. Freedom, he died to give us freedom. Lovely was, was the one that really spoke to you. You almost started crying. Go ahead. <laughs> Lovely. Well, lo- the, the word lovely is actually the, the uh, title of my very, very first album. And so when it says, Dear Lovely One, I was already like, Lord, you are speaking. This is, this is for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was attentive. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Ron, you have to know, these letters were not addressed to any of us because in mine um you just you, you just chose them randomly we just we randomly, randomly chose, chose them and chose mine them. says you are my precious girl <laughs> i know you know i love you and i value you and those are the and, and that's the other thing um a lot of us struggle with, Lord, you love me, but why? You know, you kind of ask that why thing. And then for him to say how much he values me, and that's what I say to so many of the ladies. Sometimes you just don't know your value. That's why you're living the way you're living or you're allowing others to treat you the way that they do. And that was my very own struggle. And so to have that right there is like, Jesus is talking to me. And mine was the first one read, you know, because I want to get out of the way. And, and then Jocelyn was second, and so we went from precious to lovely. Did you say nice, Natasha? Um, what was your main word? Um, I'm set apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, my sweet. You are your sweet. 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 <laughs> yeah, she's the nice girl. <laughs> my sweet. But freedom, um, lovely, precious, masterpiece, um, but even like the specific ones, like the Lord, I think one of the letters, uh, the Lord said, I, I'm holding all your tears. I'm mm-hmm. holding all your tears. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the ladies that come to the pastor's wives, 
they're very heavy stuff, yeah. you know. And again, we were reminded we're not to fix their problems or carry their problems, mm-hmm. but lead them to the Lord. But mm-hmm. the fact that the letter actually said, "I'm holding your tears. Mm-hmm. I know what you know. Mm-hmm. What, you, what you're that was Elvira, who's going through so much uh, physical, <laughs> yeah, between oh, yeah. she and Lachelle. You know, because you know, some of our people they don't know that yeah. they're struggling, yeah. Yeah. and and they don't need to know that we struggle other than people know we struggle but they don't they're not coming here saying oh woe is me right Mm -hmm. the joy that especially elevator still has through her people Mm -hmm. yeah so thank you okay we got just inside four minutes what's on your heart what do you want to share are you talking to me (laughs) oh yeah no um Again, thankful to be back at Calvary Chapel San Antonio. You know, I was looking at my little list of, of our pastor's wives around. You have a really good spread. Um, Nancy and Natasha, mm, the white girls. Sheba is <laughs> India Indian, you know. Sandra, Lachelle, Elvira, and Michi are Puerto Rican, Hispanic. And then May and Jocelyn, Filipinas. And then your black wife. That's a good round we can minister to everybody um there's no i mean and then everybody calls me mama i love that we're all sisters though and um man ron i cried so much i cried so much out of gratitude um that jesus has chosen us And we get to do this. Because we all know where we came from. Even Natasha, she's really nice, but she got a history, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the things as, as a pastor, uh, I, I, talking to other pastors, they deal with problems caused by women in ministry all the time. And there's competition and there's envy and there's backbiting and all of that. Um, because of the relationship that the ten of you have, and the way you reach out and minister to others. It's not like you guys hang around together at church. You're out ministering to others. And, and our body is much better off um, be, because of your hearts first for Jesus and then for one another. And I've never spent a single moment in more than 24 years, I've never spent a single moment here trying to deal with the, the problem women in our church or the problem women in ministry. And and uh, I think that's a, a, a wonderful gift from the Lord. Okay, we're inside two minutes. Josh, you got anything else you want to say? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Ron. And thank you to my hubby mm-hmm. for giving me this honor and privilege to be to being a, a pastor's wife and for our church body for praying for us and just allowing us to go away with the Lord. And now we can minister. And I'm just, again, just humbled and grateful. And for those of you that prayed for our trip to the Philippines, too, I open the house to go to tonight. So what do you want to share? Uh, I'm still pinching myself like I can't believe I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) After 20 Um, years, you still haven't got it yet. It's crazy. Um, But yes, thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to get away. Thank you, church body. We love you very much. That's it. I'm I'm grateful. Thank you, uh, Jesus. And 
you are faithful to complete the work that you've begun so, in each one of us. So, so you're women who can burst into song. That's exactly <laughs> right. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to a special date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. See you Bye-bye. Then. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.